It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. I'm here with the magical being of sparkly wonderfulness, whom I had the pleasure of being on the podcast podcast of a little while ago. I think we put the episode out in February. February? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna pop something in the show notes, but I had to hit record because we were just getting into it and the yumminess was just <laughs> unfolding and I didn't want to leave you guys out. So that's my beloved true. angel, Michael, please share yourself, oh. who you are, all of the things, the people, let them know. Oh. Thank you. Oh my gosh. All my fans, here they go. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. I'm Michael Sherlock. I am CEO of Shock Your Potential, which is my global leadership training and professional development uh, training organization. And uh, also a uh, owner of a company called Cuckoo Abyss where we match talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses all over the globe. Um, and it's kind of an interesting, fun story about how that got started, but my whole team is from Kenya. So um, people just kept asking me about it. So we share the wealth. So I've got two companies going. So the <laughs> pandemic is actually kind of good for us. I don't know, we've had some crazy stuff happen. <laughs> wow, wow, well, so tell me, uh, tell me, a bit more about where this came around because I don't think people just wake up on a Friday morning and say, Hey, next week, I'm just going to start a global shocking your potential business and have people's potentials <laughs> shocked by the potential shockingness. That's not really how I've known it. To, <laughs> that's not how I've known it to happen. So what's the story? What's the story? Well, let's see. I woke up on a Friday <laughs> and I'm like, what should I do? You know, um, I had written my first book on leadership um, and it was, I was still working in corporate America and I was a VP of sales for a really large company responsible for, you know, as many as 500 people and hundred million dollars a year in, in revenue. And, you know, and I was reaching this point where I knew I had more things that I wanted to do. The company was changing. It was a good point in time for me. And I knew I wanted to write more books and I wanted to speak and train. But you're right. I didn't stop and say, you know what? I'm just going to create this whole global training company. I really <laughs> just wanted to go speak and train and, mm. you know, write more books and have a lot of fun. And I was able to do that and, and you know, really just was kind of growing the business as me for several years. And then, you know, people kept asking for, you know, different opportunities and long, you know, bigger contracts and, you know, right before. Before the pandemic, I was actually negotiating with a very large um, Fortune 500 company to train 180 of their global IT leaders mm. and, you know, teach them to be better leaders. And it was funny because at the time they're like, I said, you know, we can do a lot of this virtually because they're in six hubs around the globe. And they're like, no, we don't want to do any of it virtually. <laughs> we want to be there. We want to hands on. I'm like, okay. So I was planning on, you know, traveling all around the world. <laughs> I'll get to see Obviously, some things changed. <laughs> One or two. <laughs> yeah. But along the way, I was like, you know, there's probably going to be more for this because um, people want more. They want some more training and I can't do it all. So I was really, you know, looking to build out my team with some contract people, people that I had uh, had on my teams in the past. And, and so a lot of, you know, fun and exciting things as I saw my company grow. And prior to the pandemic had an amazing year. 2020 was going to be our, like our true breakout year. Mm. And, uh, but I had, I had just put all my eggs in that basket in the mm. training, you know, and, and consulting basket. And I, 
I remember the point where, you know, all these things I wanted to do, you know, I'd be up in front of a group, you know, let's say there's a thousand people in the room and I wanted to keep in touch with people because afterward they're like, you are amazing. You're awesome. We want to follow everything you do. We want to buy every book you have. And you're like, yes, I am awesome. And then of course the next, the next speaker gets up after you and they're like, you're awesome. They've totally forgotten about me. And <laughs> And, and not all of them, but, you know, a few of them. Yeah. And and so I always wanted to do things like I wanted to create an app, you know, so that I'd say, hey, you want to follow me? Download my app and we'll mm-hmm. have more fun content. And so when the world kind of changed and, you know, like I say, I, I curled into a ball and I sucked my thumb for a while and was in the fetal position and said, you know, what am I going to do? My whole business just dropped out from underneath me. And then I went, okay, well, Sherlock, you can, you know, sit here and, you know, pout or you could do all those things you wanted to do. Mm. And so the last year and a half, we just have been working our tails off, creating an app, relaunching our podcast, you know, mm. me working on some more books that are coming soon. And and really, it's it's been a blessing. But you're right. It wasn't a day I woke up and let's, let's create a shock your potential, you know, company. It was like, OK, I want to do this. And then next thing you know, you're like, now I'm tackling the world in a whole different way. <laughs> so how does someone deal with that? Because, I mean, look. Someone can do their happy yoga mantra every morning if they want to. <laughs> At the end of the day, like these challenges are real and not imagined, yeah. right? And and these real challenges, some people are facing, you know, what are they going to do? Because that reprieve on the rent and the mortgage isn't going to be around forever. And right. facing these challenges, you know, what can, what can you share from your experience for them to be able to take that and be empowered to actually keep going and to, to get to the other side of this thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I I learned one lesson kind of accidentally, and that was just because I've always been maybe an oversharer, meaning that, you know, there's some very few secrets about me. I don't know (laughs) if there's anything. I don't think anybody in this world has a deep, dark secret about Michael Sherlock. I mean, if they do, I'd like to know what it is because I probably don't even know about it. Um, So I, you know, I'm very much like, here's, you know, here's my reality. Mm -hmm. And um, that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't, you're like, put on the great face when you have to. And mm-hmm. I don't like bring people down, but when this all happened about, I don't know, about a month or five or six weeks in, I posted on LinkedIn, a, you know, where I kind of told that story. I'm like, look, before this happened, 95% of my business income came from me getting on an airplane mm-hmm. to go speak and train around the world. And now it's hundred percent gone. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had some people like, you know, messaging me saying, oh my God, what, why are you saying that? You're telling people your business has failed and you know, what are, what are you trying to do? And I said, I'm being honest. <laughs> um, like, what is this know, honesty what? of which you speak? I do not <laughs> understand. <laughs> And I said, I'm being honest because this is my reality. Mm. And if I can share my story, maybe somebody else will say, okay, then I don't have to pretend Mm. that it's perfect through this. Maybe I can be realistic and say, okay, instead of trying to pretend to the world, oh yeah, everything's great. I still have all my clients and I have all this and I've got all that. Maybe you can say, um, who else has some ideas? Because we may not just need to pivot. We may need to learn how to work on uneven ground for the rest of our foreseeable future. Mm. And it really helped me. It helped me to have that honesty with people because it also gave me great dialogues with people where we came up with new ways to to align and have affiliate relationships and talk about building each other's businesses. And it really opened more room for creativity. Mm. But it's also when the decision that I made to double down and, okay, now I'm going to invest in my company. 
mm-hmm. and not just worry about the fact we're not bringing anything in. We're going to actually increase the number of people on the team. We're going to, you know, have a refocus. Mm-hmm. And it's been a hard and scary year, but it's paying off and it's paying off nicely. I'm not mm-hmm. back to where I was pre-pandemic at all, mm-hmm. but we're getting there. And it's before 2021 is over, we will not have gotten only gotten there. We will have exceeded where we should have been, where we could have been, you know, with that. So it's, to me, I'm, I'm very excited, but mm-hmm. I'm excited now once I've stopped crying and shaking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tears have made way for the excitement, which has now revealed yeah. itself. I love, I love, and this is something that I just felt so deeply from you when we got to connect when I was a guest on your podcast. And again, guys, we're going to pop a link in the show notes, go mm-hmm. check out the podcast and all the lovely yummy things that Mike was doing in the world. Do it, do it, do it. But um, there was just like this, really clean space that comes from someone who's not trying to hide stuff. It's just, okay, let's just have this connection. And even when we look at business and our ability to connect with people and serve them, I really believe that that energy is maybe what has you on that trajectory to being not only where you were, but ahead, because so many people are trying to stunt, right? Mm -hmm. And, oh yeah, you know, I've got like a six figure business. In my mind, but it's a six-figure business. Six-figure business. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. (laughs) I'm going to teach you how to do it so that I can have a six-figure business. (laughs) It's like I was speaking to someone. um, Oh, yeah. A company that I'm working with uh, to support me getting getting into bigger publications with my writing. And uh, we're speaking about this pseudo stuff because, I mean, from a PR perspective, you know, just to, to, like, I've invested very heavily in PR. Some of it's paid off, some of it hasn't. And he was just breaking it down like, yeah, but who cares if you were featured in an article that nobody's actually going to see? Yeah, you get to do a press yeah. on LinkedIn, but nobody's ever going to see it because it's been indexed <laughs> in some back of a sink. I was like, oh, wow. But we're so caught up with building these facades. Yeah that we actually aren't even available just to create success. And I really feel that for you and the decisions that you've made, you're shining as a leader and demonstrating, hey, just being honest about where I am actually leaves me free to actually be somewhere better. Right. I well, thank you. I you know I feel that way too, because mm. it's you know it's part of it's part of the reality. And speaking of that, I love how you're. I I have a six figure business in my head. I totally <laughs> you know you and I run into people like that every single day, multiple every times. Time. <laughs> I interviewed somebody on the podcast, and her episode will air um, next month. And mm. one of the things she said to me, she said, "Look, I was a teacher, and when I realized I wanted to be a coach and a business coach." I realized I had a lot to learn. I, I knew I could learn it. And I just wanted to replace my income as a teacher. She was a high school teacher, high school art teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I've been following her stuff because I really like her honesty. And she just had a posted. She said, you know, she's kind of following like the John Lee Dumas entrepreneurs on fire. Like she's showing what she's actually making. And mm-hmm. she just had this email and said, I broke $80,000. Uh, last year. And she Mm. said, and that more than doubled my salary as a teacher. And Mm. I love the fact that she just said, I hit 80,000 because I was like, there's someone, she's going to be a six figure business, but she wasn't trying to say, Hey, a couple years into this, I'm making $10 million. She's like, (laughs) I worked my tail off and I made $80,000 and Mm. it replaced my salary. And then some, Mm -hmm. and that's, and that honesty makes me want to follow her more. 
mm-hmm. because then I'm like, well, I do want to see how you're doing it. And I would like to, you know, keep an eye on what you've got going on. And maybe there's a, you know, something I might want to learn from you too. And I mm-hmm. think that's where we all can be right now is this, you have to pick and choose who you're going to listen to and follow because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people claiming to be experts, mm-hmm. but if all we ever hear is the positive from them, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't ring true to me. And, you know, like, I, I think that we, and I'm going to just step on the other side as a consumer now, we as a consumer actually sometimes facilitate people wanting to have those facades. I'll give you a quick story. I had a, yeah. a retreat, um, God, I can't remember, a year and a half ago, something like that. And um, something came up around my home life during the retreat that was overheard by one of the attendees. <laughs> how can you be telling me how to live my life and you haven't got your life together and all of the things and the other things? I'm like, no, I'm a human. And I just had a thing that humans have. (laughs) I don't, I don't ever pretend to be perfect. I openly speak about my falls. I openly speak about my, my crap. I openly speak about my challenges and my stuff. I openly speak about the fact that, Hey, I'm always getting some kind of therapy coaching or, yeah. Guidance or support because that's what allows me to show up for you. But yeah. not everybody wants to hear that. They want yeah. they want somebody perfect, whether it's somebody perfect to chase after a gene that they're never gonna achieve, or somebody yeah. perfect because then it means that they can never do it themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you're right on both accounts, because if you're looking at that and saying, well, if it doesn't work, then I can say, well, it's because you weren't really perfect at it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I have permission to fail. Or Mm -hmm. at the same time, well, then maybe I really, you know, it's okay that I never will make it because I can't be as perfect as, and I think Tony Robbins is one of those great examples. It's like, you know, uh, he's, you know, he's very motivational. I love him. I love a lot of his stuff, but I also see the side, he's one of the greatest salesmen. I mean, that's, that, he's a great motivator. He's got a lot of passion. He will Mm -hmm. lose his voice, you know, with the passion for what he's doing. He is a great salesman and he makes people believe and want to pay that next $99 or that next $10,000 or that next whatever $1,000. And it's amazing to me. (laughs) (laughs) But my body, Tony, take my body. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've done, you know, I haven't done the $10,000 one yet, but I have some mm-hmm. friends who, who went to Fiji <laughs> yeah. and I remember they were so mad because Tony wasn't really there. And I said, you guys, do you think Tony's go showing up at everything in Fiji? And they're like, we thought he did. I said, oh, you guys <laughs> love you, man, but come on. He's not going to do that for 10,000. When you buy the hundred thousand dollar baggage, he's going to be you, there. You, you might get a high five. With his exactly. big head. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I see where you're coming from. He's, he is a great salesman. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, you get drawn up in it, but not everybody can do that either. So, you know, mm-hmm. people who aspire to be Tony Robbins, you know, what part of, are you aspiring to the millions and billions of dollars? Are you aspiring to having that following or, you, you know, inspired, you know, do you want to make sure people, you know, are, are, you know, buying your stuff? What is it? Because those are the pieces that you have to, to kind of dive down on and then ask yourself, do I really have that? And do I really want that? Is that, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't really want to be Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to be Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but so even, I'm working on that one. <laughs> but, but look, here's the thing. Like, let's let's speak about numbers. You and I are both content creators, we're both podcast hosts. We've both been at that time when it was crickets. You know, we're putting oh, out yeah. that episode. <laughs> it was crickets. I always remember my first episode of Do It With Dan. I popped it on Facebook. Oh, my God, my podcast is out. 
well over 100 people like, oh, my God, yeah, can't wait. Oh, this is amazing. 12 people downloaded the first episode. And I was like, what? Like, what? Where, where am I? Where's my 100 downloads? Exactly. What's going on? Where are they? And it is a process of just consistently showing up until people, you know, catch on and start doing something. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the same thing with the blog. I'm having it now with YouTube. You know, we, we're just getting mm-hmm. like a handful of people while we're, we're building up and, and ramping up with it. But there are people who are chasing the numbers mm-hmm. and not actually what's behind the numbers. What Are you actually serving people? Are you actually delivering some right. value, book content? Are you actually building a business? Or are you chasing after these ego-driven, nonsensical numbers that mean nothing by themselves? Yeah. And, and I know, and it can be really, um, it can be really, uh, not, not only deceiving is the word I'm trying to come up with. It can be really <laughs> deceiving because the numbers, cause you could have 10, 12 people and those 12 people love it mm-hmm. and they love what you offer. And maybe they're the only 12 people that show up, but those 12 people become your disciples and they're mm-hmm. the ones that tell, you know, another person. So it becomes 24 mm-hmm. and, you know, and I did the same, you know, obviously we've done the same thing. In fact, um, I took an entire year off the podcast Mm-hmm. Just simply to ask myself, what the hell are you doing? You're like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? What is this serving you? And mm-hmm. ask myself. And that made me come back and relaunch it differently. Mm-hmm. We will launch with a different format, um, a mm-hmm. different way we connected with people, looking mm-hmm. at different uh, guests differently and for different guests for specific mm-hmm. reasons. And so then the response that we've had has been phenomenal since Mm -hmm. the relaunch but if i would have just kept going along our numbers were okay and they were growing you know they Mm -hmm. weren't you know i wasn't getting a million downloads a month you know Mm -hmm. um but um they were okay and now Mm -hmm. uh that we changed that and we took the time off it's really growing and Mm -hmm. similar thing with the we've been really working on the my youtube channel too and we just actually crossed 410 subscribers you know like this Mm -hmm. was a big deal we just finally moved over 400 but we've been we took off the last almost year now with YouTube channel of trying to do anything and revamp it. So we've been mm. slowly putting out stuff every Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, a shorter video. They're not the 10 minutes, you know, we've been learning about it. We've mm-hmm. been learning about the algorithms. And then we finally decided uh, that this week was our launch. So this week we relaunched, we launched now what we call the potential Academy. So on mm-hmm. Wednesdays, we're putting out a video that's, that are their longer videos. And some of them are two parters that are all things that are really aligned to the, my following, how to be a better leader, how to be a better mm-hmm. salesperson, how to be mm-hmm. a better professional. And yesterday was the first you know day we launched. We didn't do any promo for it or anything. And our first video, um, I mean, like right before I checked the numbers again, I mean, we got 85 download or five, 85 views of it and mm-hmm. 10 or 11 likes or something yesterday. I was thrilled with those numbers because Beautiful. we hadn't gotten those numbers in the first day on anything. Mm. Um, so now that we, and now we, and we haven't even promoted it. So now I see what we're doing over the next few weeks because the goal is a thousand subscribers by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. we're very systematic about where those numbers need to be mm-hmm. and how we need to adjust is where we need, where we're going. But at the end of the day, I could, I was so thrilled. We had 85 people view it because that wasn't just my team. Yeah. <laughs> this is real humans from the real they world. Real humans. <laughs> <laughs> and we increased by, I think six or seven subscribers just yesterday because of it. So Beautiful. that tells me we're on to something. And so again, taking the ego out of it from the numbers mm-hmm. and really just using the numbers as your measure point, kind of like a, you know, a thermometer mm-hmm. of, you know, are we right or are we not? And then when you know if you're right or not, then do something about it. Mm. And I've been having that with, because um, my, my, my journey 
has been really interesting because when I first had my initial success with this, the businessy bit of what I do, mm-hmm. you know, grew six figures very, very, very quickly, four and a half months. There were, but there was no, I wasn't sliding in people's DMs. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing ads. My email list was 500 people for like a year. I didn't do anything mm-hmm. about it. And so when I was looking at, you know, dissecting numbers and working with, because it had been kind of a bit fluky, really intentionally fluky, there wasn't anything to hold on to. But now that I'm, you know, we've got a lot more team members, that are 16, 17 people whose livelihoods are responsible for now, whatever, you know, having the intentionality has been really, really powerful, especially even down to not taking on too much, just focusing on yeah. like, let's focus on podcasts, let's focus on blogs, let's focus on article writing. Now let's focus on YouTube, getting mm-hmm. it systemized and having it churning. But at each point asking, who am I serving? Like you said, who am I serving oh, yeah. with this content? What's my intention behind it? Do I want to just give them value? Uh, are we looking to bring them into our community, into our ecosystem? Is there a particular type of content we want to we want to give to them? And more than anything, solidifying the position of you actually serving the people you've got, I have found personally to be even more powerful than having them, like I said, ambassadors, your cheerleaders going out into yeah. the world. Um, when it comes to what you're teaching people with sales and with leadership, what, what do you have to inspire them about just taking time out to stay on top of those numbers and be more intentional? Yeah, well, you know, I, I held some pretty lofty sales leadership positions in my career. And, you know, it all comes down to the numbers. You make it or break it by the numbers. So you really have to look at them on a daily, weekly, monthly quarterly and annual basis. And so even with my team, I kind of got off some of the numbers in this last year because we were, you know, we were revamping. Mm. And uh, so we were looking at different numbers and now I've got everybody aligned. So every Friday, everyone sends me their numbers and everybody sees everybody else's numbers and they all roll up and Mm. everybody knows how important it is for everyone to achieve. So there's a sense with my team and I've got, I've got eight, so I've got only half the people you have, but it's really fun to see the, the, the way they're like looking at it and saying, you know, everybody jumped on, you know, with the YouTube relaunch and said, okay, how do we, how can we help? Okay. Like you get everyone, you know, to watch the whole thing, you know, watch the whole video. <laughs> as many people who like, or make a comment, let's do it. And, you know, so my little team of eight, I, I don't think that was all that, you know, that, uh, that watch that because we've been growing, you know, our subscribers mm-hmm. um, and pretty systematically, but, you know, it, it was that sense of when you look at the numbers every day, and every week you make slight adjustments. Whereas if you're looking at the numbers or you don't even have a, a, an expectation of the number, I don't like to use the word goal because goal make it sound like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we got to that number? <laughs> or maybe, exactly. maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe or maybe not. So, mm-hmm. you know, I talk about expectations. So our numbers are our expectations. And we got to help each other. You know, we've got to help each other get there. And and um, so this is probably the first time for me in this kind of environment to have an entire team that is really wanting to help each other. Mm. So, you know, like we have some numbers that are off in some of the areas. And so people are talking to each other without me saying, okay, I, hey, everybody, I need somebody to help me promote this post. Or I need, mm-hmm. you know, I'm putting, out, I'm putting out a poll that's going to be generating more people for our virtual bookstore. Mm-hmm. I need you guys to help, you know, comment on it to get the, the word out. Out, they're working together to help each other. Mm. And I've never experienced anything like that. I'm glad that I'm creating this with them. I'm glad they're creating it on themselves. But now that we're looking at the numbers, everybody feels a different sense of not just commitment, but pride mm. as we make progress. And that's 
that's fun. Mm. Numbers can be fun. I don't like, mm-hmm. I hate doing the financials, but I love that. I love going after the numbers. To me, it's a chase. You know, you mm-hmm. chase that number. I always want to get that number and, and win and exceed that number. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's a thrill for me. But, but looking at the numbers and being very clear allows you to make the micro adjustments along the way so that you're never that far behind. Mm, amazing. As you've been relaunching, what are some things that you've found have really called your attention in, in terms of, okay, this has been, this is a difference maker in terms of what I'm shifting? Well, being aware and really diving into the data. And that's one thing that, so for instance, we took the year off the podcast. So I came back from the podcast and before that, my followers, the the, the listeners in my podcast were 80% um, mid-level career mid-level management, mostly in sales. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are the the um, the store managers, the, the district managers, some of the regional managers, you know, at, mm-hmm. you know, Bath and Body Works or, you know, Victoria's Secret or, you know, a lot of retail sales focused people. So I thought that's interesting because those are the people I wanted to buy my books, you know, I mean, th- mm-hmm. that's a perfect one to buy my leadership books or my sales books. And so that's what I'd crafted my podcast towards, I thought. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. when I looked back and I evaluated my first couple seasons, I realized that my podcast was really being more put together for me to give another platform for people who wanted to hire me to speak to know how else I interacted with people. Mm-hmm. So it didn't right match. Those were my followers. They were enjoying it. They liked the people I had, but it was still not, I didn't have loyal fans to the podcast. It wasn't clicking in. Right. It was like, they're, oh, like that's nice. So I like that topic, but nobody was like, I can't wait till the next episode comes out. Mm-hmm. We were also struggling with, do we do one day a week, three days a week, two days a week, whatever. So when we came back, we relaunched last May and we relaunched seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And we relaunched with four uh, replay. So we called them, you know, uh, flashback episodes and three new. Mm-hmm. And so we did that through the summer just to build momentum. And mm-hmm. then by the time we got to the fall, we moved it to five days a week and pretty Pretty soon it was five um, all brand new episodes. So we mm-hmm. went through those first couple hundred um, episodes or 150 episodes or 100 episodes. I don't know. We had something like 70 or 80, I guess, original episodes. And so by that time, we built a different following. So then when we looked at the data, you could have knocked me over with a feather. My my uh, listenership was no longer 80% those sales managers. It was almost 65% entrepreneurs, which is what I was primarily having as my guests. And then they decided they loved the format. So they started following. And the shift was amazing because then I said, well, look at this data. Now I'm really serving an audience. Look what our numbers are per episode. Look what our trends are. Look who has a a better, you know, the the ones that trended best were the entrepreneurs that were my guests that gave you hints about how to be a better entrepreneur, how to have a stronger Mm -hmm. business and be a better sales. So I didn't lose. And what's interesting is I didn't lose those original uh, listeners. I got more and the balance shifted. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those people want to be entrepreneurs and many of them actually are making the shift because of the pandemic. They lost their jobs or of they course. made their side hustle more important or their side hustle, their full-time gig. And so mm-hmm. the shift happened. And so now what we're watching is this amazing transformation of the podcast still following the people that became my guests who became my followers. And just, you know, unless you look at the data and you really use it, mm-hmm. you may not know that you may miss it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> no, deep. <laughs> taking taking time out, 
looking at the numbers, which you've already said before, getting really intentional, using what you've got already, building momentum, and just serving people at the highest level. Yeah. Well, and then the fun thing is too, is as we change the format of the podcast, I give now the first 10 to 12 minutes all about my guest's business. Mm -hmm. So my first question is, tell me more about you, your business, and how you help your clients or you help people to shock their potential. So I still Mm -hmm. get my tagline in there because I want people to think about shocking people's opportunities and potential, but I give my guests 10 to 12 minutes to talk about themselves and their business. Mm. And so that creates this enormous opportunity. And what's interesting too, you know, in terms of evaluation is that um, we drive people to, even though we put out on Podbean and it goes to iTunes and all those places, when Mm. we post, we drive people to our website. So we have a podcast page on the website and we drive them to the episode there which allows us to have Google analytics data. Mm -hmm. So still the majority of my listeners are coming off of iTunes. However, Mm -hmm. what I do know is when they listen through our, um, our backend and our website, I can figure out even closer who they are, you know, Mm -hmm. what's their age, what's their demographic, you know, what are their spending patterns? Because we have that data. And once, you know, my uh, website manager showed me, you know, really what we could see when he got in there and started playing, I was like, this is, I had, this is like a whole new world. My mind goes, you know? <laughs> wow. Now we can measure our impact mm-hmm. and mm. we can prove what we're doing and we can prove the ROI of what, of what we deliver on for ourselves and for our podcast guests, for instance. Hmm. You're just dropping the bombs here <laughs> today. If, if, you were, if you were speaking to a younger version of yourself, what would you tell them about this period of your life that you're in right now? Wow. Um, probably hold on. I would have mm. said, keep keep learning everything you can. I mean, the, the best thing that I did for myself early on in my career is recognize that nobody was going to train me to be a better leader or a better salesperson. You know, no one person was going to do that. No one company was going to do that. Sure, you might have, work at companies and, you know, I worked in pharma sales where they have an amazing sales training program. And, you know, there's a lot of those things that are really positive. But very rarely is someone or some company really going to invest in you that much. So you got to do it yourself. So mm-hmm. I was voracious. I read every book, you know, uh, from who moved my cheese to, you know, to, you know, how you eat that frog by Brian Tracy to, you know, you name it. Uh, I, I, um, I just had a huge appetite for it. Listen to books on tape, went to seminars. I wish I would have known then about things like the National Speakers Association or Mm. Meeting Planners International or, you know, I knew about Toastmasters and I knew about, you know, uh, gosh, what's the other guy who does all the, you know, talking, the Fred Pryor, I don't know, whatever, some big, you know, be a better speaker. Um, But I didn't realize that so many of these associations could have given me more education and training, would have made me a better business person without a doubt, and would have given me way more connections earlier on. And if Mm. I would have known that, I, I would be Oprah right now. Well, Oprah and I mm. would be living next door to each other, <laughs> collaborating on a lot of things. <laughs> but I mean, even Oprah, she had her, she had her learning curve too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I say, you know, when I also, um, 
had, you know, I had this really amazing experience uh, with my podcast this fall where all of a sudden now, um, so now we're putting out five days a week, you know, shows. I have 10 to 12 podcast booking companies that send us people. We have more people than we can book on our show. We are booked through 2021 already. Mm -hmm. All my guests, I have no empty spots left. And I have these amazing people like you. And as you came on, as, as my caliber of guest improved, I actually had another self-pity party because I was like, look at, you know, I've just had, you know, I am still struggling in a lot of areas. Look at all these people with all this much more success. I'm, I suck. And so I had another, you know, crawl into the fetal position, suck my thumb. And I did that for about a day. And my, a good friend of mine and my book publisher, you know, kind of knocked me out of it. And I said to myself, you know, you are like Oprah. Oprah didn't start out, you know, with an empire. Oprah started mm -hmm. out interviewing people mm -hmm. that had achieved more than she had, mm -hmm. that knew more than she did in certain areas, and that were excited to be interviewed by her to share their, their you know, what they brought to this world. And she took everything that was beneficial to her and she added it to herself. And that's what I think the last seven, eight months of, of taping for me has done is this sense of these are amazing people. And mm. some have done more than I have, and I've done more than some. And some of them, we've just done different things. Mm. Which ones do I want to affiliate with? Who's a great partner? Who great, creates great synergy? Mm. Um, and that's when all of a sudden it's like, this is how an Oprah becomes an Oprah. She mm. knows the, the, the value of these one-on-one -on -one interactions that you get in a podcast interview that you can't get anywhere else. Mm. <laughs> We don't do mic drops here. We do crystal drops, but I haven't brought all my crystals over. So imaginary crystal drop. I like it. <laughs> What's one thing you'd love to leave the listeners with today? Uh, maybe something that we haven't covered that you really love to make sure that you leave in their field. Well, I always ask people, so, you know, people ask me, you know, what's about shocking your potential and shocking your potential, I think is this, this sense of, you know, we all know we have potential in us, but not all of us actually live up to it, you know, or maybe we only mm. live partially to it. And sometimes mm. that's out of fear. And sometimes that's lack of our opportunity or, you know, I don't know, there's a lot of reasons, but I feel like shocking your potential is that little jolt that, you know, just kind of forces you to right, you know, open your eyes brighter. But the reason that I think that people make it or don't, if whether they're, you know, want to be more famous, they want to be really successful in business is it all comes down to this question. So here's the question. I'm going to pose this question. So I want all of you listeners, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. I want you to think about it. What do people say about you when you're not in the room? Mm. What do people say about you when you're not in the room? What words do they use to describe you? You know, what emotions, what physical response do they have? Do they go, oh, you know, I love him. I love her. Oh, she's, you know, oh, she's so dependable. Oh, she's, she, you know, has whatever, whatever the descriptions are. And hopefully you know what those words are, because if you have crafted yourself the right way to really stand out, you will know for the most part what those words are. But if you don't, then that's where you need to focus on before being able to shock your potential is crafting that image of you that people will hold on to. And that means how you're delivering to them, um, how you're making a difference to them, mm. what, what motivates them from what you're saying, doing, speaking, writing, training, guiding. 
And when you control that narrative better, because you are very much in line with where you are going, you will be right. And that's when your potential takes off. That's when people gravitate towards you because they know exactly who you are, exactly what you stand for. And then, you know, without a doubt, you've made a difference. <laughs> and I just drop another crystal. Michael, you're just a joy. Thank you so much for being in the world. Oh. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for coming and hanging out with me today. Guys, be sure to go and check out the Shock Your Potential podcast. We'll put the links there. Is there anywhere else people need to make sure they go to connect with you and what's going Definitely. on? Definitely. Yeah, look us up at shockyourpotential.com. Most everything is there. But I also encourage people to download our Shock Your Potential app. So just go into your app store, type in Shock Your Potential. You can't miss it. The colorful logo is there. And that app is, um, we are uh, doing our official relaunch of the app actually next week. But it's, um, there's about 80% of the content is all free right now. The other 20% is a $6 a month, you know, membership. But it's really about designing, bringing more training and potential talking into your life and your fingertips. So there you go. I'm just making a note right now because for some reason I can't find my app still. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bug you. Don't worry. I'll follow up. I've got it. I've got it it on the list of to do stuff so that will get done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And you guys make sure you go over and check out my episode on Michael's podcast. We've popped the link in the show notes, check it out, subscribe, tune in five days a week. There's going to be something that you want to hear. Um, again, Michael, much love to you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Share this episode with someone who will be served by it. Share it, share it, share it. Do it now. If you're not a subscriber, now is the time to do so because I bring on absolute entrepreneurial gangsters like Michael all the time. Uh, until next time, keep dri- dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.